today I come to you from Tennessee. I don't know why I'm here. don't know what we're doing other than the fact that the Lord's led us to this place. Um, it has been quite a journey to get here. The Lord is doing something beyond what I even understand. And so I sit here today, faithful enough to be able to come to you and broadcast this morning um, and be able to share with you the word of the Lord to know that this journey that we're on is taking us to places I would have never imagined, challenging us in ways I would have never imagined. And uh, I guess this is another step in the process. So those of you who are part of Antioch West and you're in this journey with us and we're all working through this together. Uh, every time I think we have reached the pinnacle of the journey and it's going to start feeling normal, God says, not quite yet. And there we go again. Uh, so this is another journey, another test uh, in the process of what God is doing. Um, we're literally, you know, when, when, I, when I've talked to you, we've taught, my wife and I have shared stories about following God, following your peace. Um, take all those stories and all those principles, roll them up to one, and that's where we are right now. Uh, to tell you how we got here and uh, to tell you where we're going next, I have no idea. Uh, and I say that not because I'm in any way trying to get you to feel sorry for us or to lament our situation. Uh, we're on the adventure of a lifetime with Jesus. I think I say all that because uh, here I am sitting here. It's a sunny morning, right? It's just supposed to be, you know, the day we're supposed to uh, come together and share with one another on this journey we're on. And here I am sitting in this, I wish I could even show you where I was sitting. You'd laugh uh, against this wooden wall. At least I got a good wall. I guess that was the good part about it. Uh, I don't even know if the sound is working. I'm assuming I haven't received any texts. I guess we're good on the sound. Uh, but literally sitting in here and uh, no idea what we're doing here. I we went to Florida. How did it end up in Tennessee? Where we go to next, I don't know. The Lord is, when I could tell you some of the, the ways God has brought us to this point and doors he opened and doors he shut uh, on this journey, I think I'm really trying to convey to you this way. And I struggled, honestly, to be frank with you. I'm being as transparent as I possibly can. I struggled this morning because, you know, this has been a difficult journey to begin with. And here we are in a place of vulnerability as God is transitioning us to a new phase. And here we are, Antioch West, and, and um, there's, uh, there I am sitting in a makeshift room broadcasting from my laptop with the, I don't even have a good camera. It's the, it's the FaceTime camera. I don't even know if the microphone's working. I haven't received a text, so if it's not working, please text me. I could be talking into nothing. I said all that because what I'm really trying to convey this morning before I share with you what the Lord's given me, and that is, is that I'm sold out. My wife and I are sold out. My family, so my kids are with us. They kept asking, Dad, where are we going? I don't know. Where we're, what are we going to do when we get there? I don't know. Where are we staying tonight? I don't know. Uh, that's literally been the answer to, to the question for the last four days. What are we doing? I don't know. Where are we going? I don't know. 
we've spent since Tuesday about 60 hours in the car. That's not an exaggeration. Uh, that's not a hyperbole. That's not a, I'm not drama. That's literally 60 hours in the car since Tuesday driving, seeking the Lord, turning down this road, going to this road. Um, I wish I could give you a great testimony this morning about, you know, we found this place and this person was there and God, you know, saved the whole village. We don't have that yet. And if we don't have that, that's not the point. You see, I don't follow God. We shouldn't follow God because what we get out of it. We follow him because we're just following him. If you're following God today, so what you get out of it? Well, I'll follow God because, you know, at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. What if you get to the end of the rainbow and it's just him? Will you be disappointed? What if you get to the end of the rainbow of following God and at the end of the rainbow, it's just him saying, here I am. Okay, God, I'll take you. But if would, would could you throw in the gold with me with it? Could you throw in an extra bonus? Because, you know, yeah, you're here, but I didn't follow this pot of, I didn't follow the rainbow just to get you because I thought if I get you, I get other stuff too. We talked about last week, remember, I, 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 wouldn't, I had no idea that the last two weeks were so prophetic. Two weeks ago, uh, I shared with you uh, standing in front of the water in Baltimore. The Lord spoke to me on Saturday, told me to go do that. My wife and I jumped in the car, went out, sought the Lord's direction, found the parking lot that was empty, went ahead, did the broadcast, set it up. Okay, that's out of the box. You know what? Oh, wow. Well, okay, Lord, I get it. You know, we're just taking a step at a time. That's that's out of the box. And in that moment, I if you watch that, if you didn't watch that and you're part of Antioch West, I'm begging you, go back two weeks ago and watch that. Um, I think it was Mark week six, but you'll notice it because as soon as you start watching it, I'm standing in front of the city line, the, 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 uh, the, the, the Baltimore city line. And uh, in that, the Lord began to prophetically speak in that message I gave two weeks ago. And a part of that was the extraordinary is always wrapped or cloaked in the ordinary. Where God doesn't announce he's about to do something extraordinary. God doesn't come with you with flashing lights and a booming voice and says, hey, by the way, get ready. It's about to happen. Get And we're like, oh my goodness, let's do it. Okay, let's start praying. Let's start fasting. Let's start seeking God because it's going down and, and this is going to be exciting. A lot of times his greatest things feel very mundane. I said it before, I'll say it again. You know, I don't believe when they were sitting around uh, in the upper room seeking uh, for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost as promised to them a few days before when Jesus ascended into the clouds, right? Dead man goes into the cloud, dis disappears, says to them, go to Jerusalem, pray. I don't think sitting around there that they were just enamored with this great, awesome anticipation. I think it was actually kind of boring because we know in a few days, 380 of the 500 left. So it couldn't have been in that great. I mean, if it was exciting and like, oh, I mean, like vibrating with anticipation, you would think it would have caused more to stick around, but it was very ordinary. It's very mundane. In some ways it maybe they questioned to themselves, 
Did he did he really mean what he said? Did we miss it? Maybe maybe we missed it. Are you sure? What did he say? He said, go back to Jerusalem and pray, right? Are you sure? Did he say anything else? Were we supposed to dance, run around? Did we were we supposed to sing a song? Did we miss were we supposed to read the scripture? Like what what did we do? Peter, what did we did you miss something? Were you supposed to tell us what? We've been sitting around here for five, six, seven, eight, nine. We think it's roughly about 10 days between the ascension and the um, and Jesus uh, somewhere around the 10 day period, seven to 10 days between ascension and outpouring. Uh, are, did we miss it? Like, that's what I think the conversation was like, more than likely, uh, because the Bible says uh, in Acts chapter two, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Meaning there wasn't a rumble, a buildup, a, 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 a far off distant feeling of, well, it's going, it's happening, it's coming. It was suddenly there came, like there was nothing and then something. That's what the word suddenly means, right? The word suddenly means there was nothing here and then wham, it's happening. So that means if there was a suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, right before the sound from heaven, there was nothing. It was empty, it was dead, it was silent, it was void. And then God said, suddenly. And somewhere along the line, it was boring enough that they had time to vote for who was going to be the replacement for Judas. So, I mean, I don't think the great anticipation of some massive, amazing thing. Honestly, we're on this journey and there's a part of this journey my wife and I and our kids are on with our car uh, that... Um, feels very ordinary. We're literally, we're just trying to find a hotel to stay in for the next night. We don't know where that's going to be. We, like, you know, we try to go to this city and the Lord, there's no hotels. Okay. That's not the city. Okay, Lord, let's, we're going here. And literally that's where we are. We don't even like where we eat, where we stay. We've, it's all God driven. We don't even know where that is. God has shut doors, open doors. I'll give you something funny. We were going on, this was supposed to be preaching ministry and then it was going to be a, some family time afterwards and um so we were going to be gone for uh, a few number of days and so uh we have my wife and i three kids and we have a dog right of all things we brought our dog with us because we we're going to be gone for about 12 days and so you know the place we had arranged allowed pets so we're going to bring our dog we got all of it we we're ready to go well when you're traveling from Maryland to Florida, where we were staying, it was about 15 hours. So in order to provide comfort uh, for our kids, they're large. Uh, we were like, let's, we're going to rent a trailer. U-Haul, get a trailer, a little four by six trailer in the back. And um, uh, we'll just tow it along and we'll throw everything in the back there, suitcases, luggage. Because we were bringing food, we were bringing supplies, we were going to go down there. We weren't going to shop. We were going to just, we were prepared. We were prepared. This was like, you know, we're going to, this is how it's going to be. We're prepared. So long story, U-Haul was a disaster. Uh, they couldn't find a trailer for us. No trailers available. You know, okay, well, I found you a trailer and um, literally we, we leave to go pick up the trailer. It was about 45 minutes from my house and I'm a maps person. Listen, when it comes to maps and directions, I don't say this boastingly. I, I'm great at it. I sit around. Ask my wife. You can. You can. She can laugh. I sit around all the time, and I 
I study maps. I love to study maps. She finds me all the time. What are you doing? What are you looking at? I don't know. I'm just looking at maps. I enjoy maps. So when it comes to knowing where I'm going, knowing how to get there, I, I'm your guy. I can help you get there. I'm, 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 I'm a, I have a built-in compass sense of direction. I feel very comfortable following. So I, I'm not saying that to boast. I'm just simply saying the contrast. We go to pick up the trailer. I went to the wrong location. I don't even know how that happened. I called U-Haul and said, there's no trailers here. They said, sir, there's supposed to be trailers here. I'm saying, I'm looking around. There's not even a U-Haul in this parking lot. They said, sir, there's supposed to be trucks. And I'm like, there's nothing here. And they said, sir, here's the address. I put the address in and somehow I had mistyped it in my phone. And it sent me to this empty location. And when I put it in the phone, I realized I was not even close to where I was supposed to be and where I was supposed to be had all of it. And by that time, I'd run out of time. I had to go back home. We had some things we had to do. By the time I got back home, suddenly U-Haul canceled my reservations. I had no reservation. I had no trailer. I had nothing. We were supposed to be leaving the next day. Okay, uh, Lord, um, we don't have a trailer. So if you don't want us to have a trailer, that's fine. But I'm not sure how we're going to get our luggage in the car with everything going on. What do you want us to do? Woke up the next morning. The Lord said, go there. Told me the place to go to. Buy this trailer. Lord, why am I buying a trailer? Go buy a trailer. Okay. My wife and I got in the car. Go. Literally, when I tell you this, we went. The trailer that we, we needed when we pulled up to the lot was parked right in front. All the other trailers were in the back. This was the only trailer parked out front. We were in and out in 20 minutes. And if you ever bought a trailer, it's not like you're just going and buying milk and eggs. You got to get a title. You got to get, uh, you got to get a tag. You got, there's insurance. It's, it's kind of like buying a little bit of, sort of like buying a car. It's not just you just pull in. Oh, I'd like that one. Okay. Here. No, it's all that took less than 20 minutes. Oh, okay. We got a trailer. Great. All right. Okay. What's funny when we started this journey, we had to have the U-Haul trailer back two days ago. But God knew we were going to be on this journey and he said, buy a trailer. Now we have a trailer and we're riding around the country with a trailer that we have that we don't need to return. It feels very ordinary in a lot of ways. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to come back to you next week. If Maybe I'll be home in the studio again or maybe I'll be at another location uh like this maybe next time i'll be in the rockies antioch west we are supposed to be antioch west so we'll find out how far west i'm going but i said that because it feels very ordinary and i don't know if there's going to be something extraordinary to share but isn't just knowing you're walking with him extraordinary enough now i, I will tell you this in all honesty I didn't get to this uh, without some bad moments of frustration. The first couple of days of driving around, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go, uh, I had a horrible attitude. I was struggling, man. I was just, oh my God, I was bad. My attitude, my spirit, things were coming out of me that just were, it was horrible. So I don't want to act like this journey has just been wonderful and 
peachy and I'm smiling and it's just been, wow, you know, just, I am just walking. I mean, it's been rough. It's been ugly. I feel a lot more like David when he, when David would sit, you know, stand before the Lord and lament his issues and problems and, and, and some of the Psalms, he was so raw with his emotions. I feel like that's been me. And when it's not been me, my wife, and then when my wife is encouraging me, and I'm struggling, and then I'm 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 work through it, and she starts struggling. I encourage her. We have literally been each other's encouraging uh, shoulder the last couple of days as we work through this process, because it's one thing to follow God when you know where you're going. It's another thing to follow God when you know what's ahead and what to expect and what's waiting for you at the end. But it's a new phase to follow God when you don't know anything beyond this moment. And I maybe you're watching this morning, you're going, wow, this is kind of crazy. It's bizarre. You know, this doesn't make sense. Hey, trust me. I get it. I'm with you. If you, you, so those of you have your, have my number, if you text me right now, say, Hey, where, where are you going? Honestly, this is the truth. I don't know. I know the Lord provided a place for us to stay today because I said to him yesterday, Lord, I need, what do you want to do about tomorrow's broadcast? And uh, I was actually ready to cancel today, to be frank with you. I was going to post online due to circumstances beyond our control. We cannot do live stream today. I called the bishop, said, Bishop, here's what's going on. Just to let you guys know, Bishop Wright is in full support of what we're doing. He's given us his blessing. He told us to go follow follow our peace, wherever our peace takes us. So in case you're wondering if we've gone rogue, we haven't gone rogue. We've talked to our bishop. He's in, he's our covering in this journey. But uh, I prayed, I said, Lord, you're going to have to do something. We're literally driving down the road, heading west on Interstate 40, in case you really want to know where we are on Interstate 40 heading west, and it was yesterday afternoon, and um, we were going to keep on going, and we were looking at possibly a hotel down the road we could stay in, and I don't know if you've ever traveled with three kids and a dog, uh, which we've never really done, so this is new for us. You don't exactly get to pull into any hotel, walk in, and get a room. You got to make sure they're pet friendly. You got to make sure that the room is legally able to keep five people. So our options are sort of limited. And um, so we were heading, hoping to find a hotel farther down the road. We saw this sign. My wife said, hey, what about that area? I said, I don't know. Let me try. Went online. Literally immediately got a response back from the people. Came and the first thing I checked was, did they have good Wi-Fi? Plugged into the Wi-Fi, did a speed test, text Adam, who helps with our media here at Antioch West. I said, do you think these speeds are good enough? He said, looks pretty good. It should be okay. I was like, all right, we're going for it. Apparently so far, we've been going for 25 minutes and still working. So I guess it's okay. Either that or I'm just talking to myself and no one's listening. Hello out there in nowhere land. <laughs> so, uh, I know today that's where we're here. We're here today. Where we go, I don't know. And I say all that because, again, I'm not trying to lament our situation. I guess what I really want to share with you this morning on my heart is, number one, 
we're sold out to God and this vision and this direction and what God has for it. I don't say that so you can pat us on the back. We don't need your uh, accolades. But I've said this a hundred times, I feel like, and I'll say it again. This is the hill my wife and I are willing to die on. And if that means we look like fools to ride around the country with our family, going nowhere to do nothing other than just simply drive. And when we come back home, what'd you guys do? I don't know. We just drove. What what happened? I don't know. We just drove. Well, something amazing had to have happened. I don't know. We just drove. If that's the story, that's fine. Because I've said to the Lord, whatever it takes. My wife has said to the Lord, whatever it takes. If this is just a test to see if he's willing to whatever it takes, fine. But it, this is not a journey to find the prize at the end. Well, you know, I'll follow God because at the end, you know, I'm going to get this and God's going to give me that. I don't know. The only thing we may get out of this is him. But isn't that enough? And what's amazing is two weeks ago, we talked about the extraordinary wrapped in the ordinary. And uh, I have now said now, I've given you a little bit of the insight. So far, this feels very ordinary. And there have been some glimpses of extraordinary, but they're not what you would expect. They're not flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder, booming voices. It's been small little things along the way where God has showed, you're on, you're on the path. Don't know what that path is. You're going the right direction. Don't know where that direction is. Just enough to know. And they've been little things, not booming, huge. We haven't had visions. We've had some demonic manifestations, if you want to really know that. We've had some spirits show up. So I guess we're doing something right there. But we haven't had any great miracles. We don't have any testimonies of, well, we were driving along. The Lord stopped us here. We went into this hospital and prayed for 17 people. And all of them got up. You know, don't have that. But if we don't have that, that's not really what we're looking for. You see, really, all of this is about following God. Remember, we talked about Matthew chapter 7. The Bible says that Jesus spoke to them and said, many will say, Lord, Lord, uh, in that last day, Lord, Lord, we prophesied, cast out devils, did all these wonderful things in his name. And he says to them in the end, depart from me. I never knew you, you who work iniquity. And iniquity is not necessarily what we consider sin, you know, uh, doing bad stuff, you know, sleeping around, killing people, you know, watching things, doing things, all the stuff we would equate to being bad. Because, I mean, of course, God's going to, you know, not know us because of those things. I, you know, fornication, adultery, lust, uh, pride, you know, addiction, all those things we think are, are bad things. No, the major thing he said is the issue is iniquity. And you know what iniquity is? Iniquity is lawlessness. Iniquity is running your life, being the the Lord of your life, the master of your life, you telling God what you want, how you want it, and expecting him to give that to you and calling it faith. But really, it's just your demands and you're wanting to God to, well, I'm just, I'm speaking faith. I'm, I'm claiming what I believe I want. No, 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 no. The best way to claim what you want is deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. Dead people don't have desires. 
Dead people don't have ones. I'm not knocking anyone that is believing and saying, God, I'd like this house or I'd like this car. Or, I'd like If that's where God's led you and that's your faith, go for it. But he's called us to die. He said, anyone that tries to gain their life is going to lose it. But anybody who loses his life for my sake shall gain it. Dead people don't have preferences. I've done funerals now. I've been to hundreds of funerals. I've never heard one time a dead person complain about the casket. I know it's a very morbid thing to say, and I don't want to be insensitive to anyone who's lost somebody, but I've never heard anyone who dead person say, hey, time out, before you bury me, could you find me a better looking casket? I don't like this one. Or the clothes you picked out for me to bury me in, I don't like those clothes. Could you find me something else? I've never heard one time a dead person say that. They don't care, they're dead. Now, do I believe God will give you the desires of your heart? Yes. Do I believe God will do things that will blow your mind? Yes. Do I believe God will bless you with things? Yes. I've got lists of it. I have lists of it, of, of amazing things God has done, desires he's given, things he's given, uh, blessings he's given. It. But honestly, with your following God, when he gives it to you, by the time you get it, you don't even care if you get it. When you get it, you're like, well, okay, that was cool. All right, okay. But it's not like, oh, wow, this is great. Look what I got. Okay, what's next? It's all like, okay, well, all right, we got it. Okay. And Lord, if you take it away tomorrow, okay. I'm not beating anybody up. I'm saying if we're going to change the world, if we're really going to reach this world, do you think we're going to reach it just by being ordinary people that fit God in on Sunday morning and we do a few little serve, a little, a little songs and a little message and we talk a little bit in our life group, our discipleship group about God, and then we go off our little way. We live our little world. We live our little thing. We do our thing. And then all of a sudden we're expecting that lifestyle, that, that just sort of uh, 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 just hey, this is my life, and okay, God, if you want to do... Or is it going to take some, some people that are willing to go all the way? I'm not expecting or believing that God's going to require you, ask you to do what he's doing with us. But he might ask you to do things, things that don't make sense to you. He may ask you to do things. Yeah, I know we're in a position where we, we have some ability to do what we're doing. We, don't, we, we, we can... We can drive with no uh, with no uh, 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 place we have to be as far as we don't work from office. We work from home. We work virtually. We do this stuff. Right now, we don't have sunny morning. God has shut all that down, so we have no, okay, we can do that for the next couple of weeks without anything. I, I, I get you can't do that. I'm not saying that go get in your car today and drive. And that's, I'm not saying you got to do that. I'm saying that whatever it takes. This world is extreme. We've driven this. We've driven now through uh, about six or seven states. Felt spirits, oppression, depression, strongholds, and my wife and I are looking at each other, going, "Man, how is this going to happen? How are we going to reach this? How are we going to reach this this nation?" I told you guys several months ago, and I'll say it again, back in 
the beginning of COVID, about May of uh, COVID, the Lord told me to start thinking like a missionary. I didn't expect that we would actually be living that out, literally. We look like a missionary family. Got our clothes in the trailer, our kids and our dog, and we're just driving. I'm not saying that in any way we're called to be a part of the United States. That's the point. But we are called to follow Jesus. God is looking for people. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And maybe this is all about my wife and I, and you're just watching as a spectator. And you know what? If that's the case, and this is about us, then just pray that God would continue to work and do what he wants to do in us and through us. So if that's the case, I mean that sincerely. The first week of the Mark series, we focused on the call that Jesus gave to Andrew and Peter, James and John. Go back, read it. Mark chapter one, right? We had the baptism. Jesus in the wilderness, he comes back and he gives the command to them. Simply two words, follow me. He didn't tell them what they were going to get out of it. He didn't tell them any accolades they were going to get. He didn't tell them any great revelations they would receive. He didn't tell Peter, look, you're going to have people healed just by your shadow, that you're going to uh, stand before uh, people on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people are going to be filled with the Spirit of God. He didn't tell him any of that. He didn't tell John that he would be the beloved. He didn't tell John that he would be receiving revelations he didn't tell John that, look, they're going to try to kill you. They won't even be able to kill you. He didn't tell them any of that. He didn't give Andrew anything. He didn't give James any indication of anything that they were going to get out of it. He just said to them simply the two words, follow me. Now, I know some of you who know the scripture are like, well, he told them they was going to make them fishers of men. I said it last time. I'll say it again. What does that mean? Okay, yeah, fishers of men. We know what that meant now. They were going to learn how to be be disciple makers. They didn't even know what that meant. In their brain, they were talking, they were probably thinking, what is, how are we going to fish with men? There's no men out in the sea. What a barbaric, crazy metaphor. Fishers of men. What, what are we fishing men for? Who's, what men? Fish. What? So take that out. That's, that's irrelevant. We know what it means now. They didn't know what that means. That's like saying, you know, I'm going to make you aliens on Mars. Okay, don't know what that means. He said, just follow me. Follow me. If you don't know what, hey, look, look, look. In case you don't, you think I'm making it up, let's go there real quick. Mark chapter one. Let's read it. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, verse number, um, let's see, which is a good one to do. Well, there we go. Verse 17. Mark chapter 1, verse 17. And Jesus said to them, come ye after me, and I will, I will make you become fishers of men. Come ye after me. Follow me. Come after me. Really, maybe that's what this is all about? 
I know today maybe you came on here expecting a word. I'm struggling, brother, right? I need you to give me a word, encouraging. I need, my life's a mess. I need, I need help, you know? I'm trying to, I, I've got things going on in my life. I need answers, help me, give me a word today. I need a word, I need a word, I need encouragement. I got two words for you. Follow me. That's not really helping me out, man. I need something better than that. I got it, follow me. No, I need, you got to give me depth. No, I can't be doing that. What am I going to get out of it? Okay, I get it. Can you finish this in? Follow me and I'll heal you. Follow me and I'll deliver you. Follow me and I'll bless you. Follow me and I'll give you houses and lands and cars and jobs and wealth and vacations and follow me. Yeah, don't have that today. Just follow me. Well, what does that mean? I don't really know what that means fully. I'm learning it with you. My wife and I, my three kids, they're learning the lesson. It's not pretty. It's ugly sometimes. It's raw. Who who literally gets in their car and drives with, you know, it's one thing to do that around your area when you can go home at night, but it's one thing to just start driving across the country. Yesterday, we came to a decision. Literally, we came to this road and we had a choice. East, we could be home in five hours, six hours. West, we were going to be taking us farther away from home into, we didn't know where we were going to go. Man, we came to this crossroad. We were like, it was a, it was a, a, a moment of angst. And it was, it was, we were struggling. God wasn't speaking. He wasn't telling us what to do. He wasn't giving us a word. He wasn't saying, go west and there I will be under the thicket of the oak tree speaking to, it wasn't any of that, nothing. So we, we come to this road as a, we were on this little two-lane road that it had taken us. We weren't even nowhere. We were in the middle of nowhere, literally, in eastern North Carolina. I mean, if you really, western North Carolina, if you really want to know. Western North Carolina, west of Charlotte. That's all I know we were. I don't even know. The nearest town didn't even register as a town. We're on this two-lane road, and we come to the Interstate 40. Interstate 40 goes east Hits 81 through Virginia, 66, D.C., home. About six hours, probably five and a half hours, six hours, we'd be home. Okay. 40 West takes us to Tennessee. Beyond that, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, that, that way farther away from home, farther into the nothing. We were struggling. It was, oh, okay, God. All right. We've been in this car. That, by that time, that was yesterday, after, uh, yesterday, about two o'clock. By that point in time, we had been in the car Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, averaging about 12 hours a day to get to that point. And we were struggling. We were like, okay, God, you know, I, we have no idea what to do. So, we stopped the car and um, didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go, had no clue. So when I get on this morning, when I get on and tell you these things, know that we're not giving you 
just platitudes from scripture, things that sound good. We're living this every day, literally. This is not a Sunday thing. We come with a polished message about some kind of fancy life and we're sitting back, you know, with fine linen and white tablecloths, living it up. And then we come on here Sunday morning and say, here's what you should, we're living this every day. It's, we literally eating fast food. We had brought some food with us, my wife and I. We brought food with us. We're literally making our food in truck stops. Yesterday, uh, we laughed. I think it was yesterday or Friday. My wife and I, my wife and I were laughing. We were washing our dishes in a truck stop shower. Literally, a truck stop shower. And we're crying one minute and laughing the next minute. Like, what are we doing? We're literally washing our dishes. Wait a minute. I thought following God was supposed to be like, hashtag blessed, hashtag Look where we are. Hashtag. No, I wish I would have posted that picture. Hashtag truck stop shower. Hashtag truck stop sink. Literally. I say that none of this is about trying to make you feel sorry for us. This is really just trying to show you something that's greater than just simply. This is living out the book, right? We talk about being a living example. This talks about living this out. So, huh, we're doing all that. We come to this crossroad, right, home, left, into the, into the abyss, feels like, in some ways. We're like, man, we got to do something. What are we going to do? Pulled on this, we pulled into a parking lot. <sighs> Lord, what do you want us to do? By that time, there was a part of us that was just like, you know what? We give up. We don't know what to do. This is brutal. Can't drive around forever. We probably should just go home. Because obviously, somewhere we may have missed it. Somehow, maybe we just, maybe this was just, I don't know. But the moment we started to feel, to turn the car and go home, there was this sinking feeling of, no, no. We're missing something. No. And the thought of turning west, heading off to, not like we're heading towards a vacation, not like we're heading towards some kind of like destination where it's going to be a mate. We don't even know. Don't know. I told you I could be coming to you next week from Utah. Who knows? I didn't realize God was going to call us Antioch West legitly. We are heading west. West, west. West, 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 west. And uh, I had had some issues with my attitude at that point. And in that moment, I got some correction from the Lord. I repented, found some peace in my attitude, got, got neutral. We talked about this before. You got to get neutral, meaning God, whatever you want. And we turned the car west, away from home. Every mile that we traveled west, we knew it was taking us farther away from home and farther into nothing. But there was peace in it. We had peace. The Bible says peace is superior than understanding. Peace goes beyond what you know. 
what you feel, what you taste, what you sense, what you smell. Peace is beyond that. We're living that right now. We're in peace, but we have no clue what's beyond now. So what are you doing then? What, what's going on? What are you doing? Don't you realize we're all back here and you're supposed to be helping us and leading us and you're off running around. And, no, 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 no. You're not gonna... The Bible says upon this rock, I will build my church. Antioch West doesn't belong to Joel and Kate Wright. Antioch West belongs to Jesus. You don't belong to us. We're not in charge of your life. We don't, we're not your policemen. He's the church builder. And if he tells us to go west, we're going to go west. We're going to drive. I may be back tomorrow. I might come to you this week and say, hey, by the way, by the way, after the broadcast was over, I shut my computer uh, and um, we turned and headed back. So, you know what? Maybe it was just a big test. I don't know. It could be. But to, don't don't be shocked if next week... I come to you from a tent somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. The Lord knows. What am I trying to say to you today? What does this have relevance? Okay, so I came here today and you're telling us, what does this have to do with me? I'll tell you this have to do with me. It's a simple thing. Jesus is wanting to find a group of people. He Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Someone needs to hear what I'm saying. Listen to me. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is going out in the earth. I, the Lord, look. I, the Lord, search. I, the Lord, try the heart. I, the Lord, seek for those who will simply follow me. I, the Lord, am looking now for those who will follow me and only me. I will not tell them where they're going. I will not tell them what they will be doing. I will simply just ask, will you follow me? And those that will follow me, they will get me. What they get after that, I will not say. They must first seek me. And I know their heart. I try the reins. And I know if you are truly seeking me or you're truly seeking for what you can get out of me. And until you come to a place that you will simply seek me for me, I, the Lord, will not show you anything. I will keep your future blank. I will keep your past uncovered until you come to a place to seek me. I will bring in circumstances in your life. I will bring places and things in your life. I will bring difficulty, not to punish you, but to bring you to a place where you simply will come to find me for me. Do you remember when I told Mary and Martha that I was the resurrection and the life, and then I wept 
Do you know why I wept? I wept not because of their situation. I wept because they weren't seeking me. They simply were seeking because they wanted me to heal and restore and resurrect their brother. They didn't realize it was me. If they got me, they got Lazarus back. But they wanted Lazarus first, not me. Do you want Lazarus or do you want me? Do you want me to resurrect something in your life or do you want me? Because I am the resurrected in the life. If you get me, you get Lazarus. If you get me, you get resurrection. But I don't want you to seek me. I, the Lord, am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. I want you to want me. I died for you. I shed my blood for you. I want you to want me. Nothing more, nothing else. I don't want you to want my revelations. I don't want you to want my what, 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 what I can bless you with. I just want you to want me. Follow me. I'm looking for someone today who will answer the call to follow me. I hear your excuses. I hear your, your, your clauses. I hear what you're saying in your mind already. But God, I will follow you. But I've got this to do. God, I will follow you. But I don't know about this. God, I'll follow you. God, I will follow you. But I have a cattle to tend to. I have oxen I've proven. I've got to say goodbye to family. I know. I hear you. You're not following me. I'm asking you today, I stand before you today asking to follow me. I don't want your excuses. I don't want your reasons. I don't want what you can or can't do. I just want you to say yes to me. Yes to me. Because it's me. It's me. Follow me. I know you're hurting. I know your difficulty. I know your pain. I know your past. I know what you need for the future. I know what you need every day to survive. I know you have bills to pay. I know you have family to feed. I know you have wants. I know you have desires. I know all of that. But don't follow me. For that, follow me. For me, the religious follow for what they get out of it. The hungry follow me for me. In Jesus' name. There's a prophetic word that's gone out this morning. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. It has just pulsated. I will be as boldly as to say, I think this is going beyond just Antioch West, but I can't speak for anybody else. I'm just speaking for Antioch West. Antioch West, Jesus just wants to know, will we follow him beyond the boundaries of religion, beyond the boundaries of our comfortable, but, but God, I like Sunday mornings the way they were. God, I want Sunday mornings like this. And God, I like music. And God, I like to go to a building. And God, I like to be able to have my things and my ways. And God, I need ministry. 
He just wants to know, will you follow me? Will you follow me? We say we believe God wants to reach the world, but yet we want to do it through convenience. We want to do it through our way. If we're going to reach the world, there's only one way to reach the world. That's through him. He was the one that died for it. And we can't reach the world and we can't reach him if we're not willing to follow him. The Lord knows. I challenge you today. God put me here. He's given me a little room here, thankfully, with streaming. And so far, no one's told me it's not working. So I'm assuming it's still working. God stopped all this. He could have had me cancel today. He could have had me just say, hey, due to technical or things beyond my control. The bishop even said that. Bishop said, listen, I'll give you, I'll give you the covering. If that's what you feel to do, you just do it. It's okay with me. If that's happened, just follow God. Just follow God. Okay, Bishop, I got it. Lord, our Bishop said, you said, if there can't be, I'll just put on there. Due to circumstances beyond my control, I can't broadcast today. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But God provided this place with Wi-Fi enough to stop here. To deliver this word to you. I don't know if there's one person watching. I don't have any of my normal things I usually have at home. I got a laptop that hopefully it's still working. That's all I have. I've got all of this to deliver this word to you that had to be delivered today for someone that's watching. And that's simply two words. Follow me. Follow me. That's the, that's, is there more to the sentence? No, just that. Follow me. Wow, what does that really mean? I don't know what it means for you. I tell you what it means for me. I've got a car, three kids, a dog, my wife, trailer, and we're driving. Where are you going? Don't know. Just following him. Where is he taking you? Don't know. Just following him. What's going to happen when you get there? Don't know. Just following him. Well, what are you doing? Following him. Why? Because I want to follow him. No, I had my moments. I was like, God, what are you doing? Okay, God, we'll go there, but just tell us what we're doing. God, I'll do that. Just tell him. No, nothing. He didn't get zero. When I say he was dead, zero, nothing, empty, it was nothing. Kept coming back to, are you just going to follow me? I didn't realize God was going to test us to this point. He has. He's testing us to the extreme, but it's really testing us for one thing. Will you follow me? Kate, will you follow me? Joel, will you follow me? Our poor kids, they're 14, 11, and 9. You know what they're learning? Will you follow me? We're teaching our kids. Guys, we kept turning around in the backseat, guys. We're following him. Dad, where are we going? What are we going to do when we get there? We're going to have fun? I don't know, guys. Can we go? Can we go have fun? I, I don't know, guys. Why? What are we doing? We're just following Jesus. You can't do that to your kids. Do you realize what you're teaching your kids? You're right. You know what I'm teaching them? Follow Jesus. You want parenting advice today? Teach your kids to follow him. That's your parenting advice today. Put all the books away. Put all the doctor, whatever that guy was that tells you all the child psychology. Are there principles you can learn from that? Yeah, but best thing is teach your kids to follow him and live it out in front of them. Not some sunny morning building where you dress up and go act a part. But when you come home, you're a buffoon. Live it out.
Show them that. And when you make a mistake and it's raw and you have your moments where you have a David moment and you have, repent before them. Let them know you're repenting. Show them how to, that's what this is all about. Because you know what? Our world doesn't need another church service. Our world doesn't need another church building. Our world doesn't need a bunch of fake Christians that put the part on smile on Sunday. But you know what? Live like a fool on Monday. They're looking. The world needs people that are willing to follow him. I think I can go back and show you the New Testament church. Oh, I want to be a, I want to be a book of Acts church. Go read it. All they did was follow him. Paul, where are you going? I don't know. I'm on a ship. To where? I don't know. How'd you end up in Malta, Paul? I don't know. Just following him. Following him. Peter, what are you doing there? Following him. Paul, why are you in jail? You're supposed to be preaching the word. You should be on TV. You should have a cathedral full of people this morning. What are you doing? I'm in jail. Doing what? Following him. Following him. Oh, I thought if you followed God, he would bless you. He has blessed me. He's placed me in jail. He's given me pen and paper. And from this jail, I'm going to pen a letter that's going to shape the foundations of the church. Because I'm following him. Follow him today. That's it. Follow him. If you follow him, you get him. And that's all you need. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Pray in the name of Jesus that you would receive this word. It would be penetrated into your heart this morning. That you've heard not just Joel speak, but you've heard the voice of God speak in your life. And I pray in Jesus' name with all soberness that you would hear and respond to the call of God today. In Jesus' name, God bless you.